Hello and welcome. This is the Best Health Podcast. On a monthly basis, I speak to health and wellness leaders in Bermuda about the options available to support peak health and performance. Here, you should find information about services and offerings for you and for those you love. With this information and support, we want for you to live your best life. I'm Akila Buckles, your host and consulting producer. I'm a wellness professional who instructs in the movement methodology of Pilates. You can find more about me on my website, which is my full name, akilabuckles.com, or by using my name to search Instagram. Today on Best Health, we are talking about functional nutritional therapy. As our subject matter expert and guest, we have Christine Foster of Beams Holistic Wellness Center. This episode is presented by Lindos. Why go anyplace else? The term nutrition encompasses so many aspects, ideologies, and theories that it can be difficult to keep up with what's right, what's wrong, and or what's trending at any given time. Functional nutrition is the holistic approach to diet, using food and nutrition to support human health. That's not new. Research suggests, however, that a food-first approach could be an important factor in healthcare of the future. Functional nutrition is a subset of functional medicine. It's an approach used to optimize how the body is functioning rather than curing symptoms of disease. Functional medicine views the body as a whole, not taking issues that arise in isolation. Food has the power to heal or harm, and the practice of functional nutrition centers around the individual. In this episode of Best Health, we will hear from functional nutritional counselor Christine Foster of Beam Holistic Wellness Center about the specialized integrative approach to nutrition and wholeness. Christine Foster holds a health coach certification from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and also is a hormone health coach. She also received a certification in functional nutritional counseling from the Functional Nutrition Alliance. At Beams Holistic Wellness Center, Christine works in therapeutic partnership with patients to uncover and address the root causes of their issues using proven symptoms and tools that embrace lifestyle and diet modifications as the core modalities of their everyday self-care. Her role is dual in that she supports and educates patients about what is going on in their bodies and how a uniquely targeted set of modifications will help them reach their health goals. Welcome to Best Health, Christine. Thank you, Akila. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. I know you probably are having like a lot of busy um, weeks and evenings with school coming to a close. Yes, very busy. Very busy time of year, I think, for a lot of moms out there. Yeah. So what uh, mind-body practice do you engage in on, in, on, in on a daily basis to support your uh, life? Well, most of, um, I do a lot of different mind-body practices, but the one I do most often is probably some kind of movement. I try to do some kind of movement every day. I find it's great for my mental health and great for my body and just makes me feel overall well. I can relate to that for sure. What, um, if you had to choose, I'm making you choose, what's your (laughs) top three forms of movement? How about that? Okay. Make you choose one. Hmm, Top three would be walking. Paddleboarding and Pilates. Ooh, you're trying to win me over. <laughs> <laughs> I truly, truly do like Pilates. I'm not just trying to, but it made the top win you three. Over. It did. You. It did. So, why do you do what you do? You're a functional nutritional counselor. Why right. do you do that? 
Well, um, I came to functional nutrition as a part of my own healing journey. I um, had suffered with migraines and chronic fatigue and quite a few other things, um, insulin resistance, estrogen dominance, um, cortisol dysregulation, all the things. And so I uh, went on a journey in about 2015 to start healing myself. I worked with some great functional medicine practitioners and um, looked to um, try to heal myself more naturally because the Western medicine or the allopathic medicine uh, approach that I had been taking just wasn't working and I wasn't getting any better. So, um, Was there anything that directed you uh, that way towards functional nutrition? Um, like any, like would anyone suggested it or was it just that in general you wanted something that worked and you just came across it? Yeah, it was me searching for Good. something like a better way. Um, there's got to be a better way to do this when I, you know, coming off uh, these, you know, migraine drugs can have some significant side effects. So coming off these migraine drugs because of the side effects were just completely uh, overwhelming and uh, looking for something that would actually work. Wow. That's yeah. a really incredible story. Yeah. And like good to hear about how you made an empowered decision about what you needed for you. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I just sought out, you know, there's a, the, the place that I went is, um, is Dr. Mark Hyman's, uh, yeah. center in, um, Lenox, Massachusetts. Yeah. He's one of the, nutrition. he's one of the OG. So I went straight to the source and, um, I was lucky enough to, um, go there and get some testing done and, uh, found out a lot about what my deficiencies were. Um, so I was able to support myself better with nutrition, um, and lifestyle just to kind of help get those things back into balance and start to feel better. What, in your own words, is functional nutrition? In my words, functional nutrition is the ability to use food as medicine to have root cause resolution to your health issues. Um, so if someone comes to me with um, high cholesterol, I can tell them the, you know, the foods that would kind of help bring that down and how to rebalance their diet. Um, and it's not just as simple and as straightforward as that. I mean, oftentimes people come with a whole host of issues and everyone's an individual. That's what I like yeah. about functional nutrition is it's very individualized rather than this being this whole protocol. Like you can go online now and find a nutrition protocol for every ailment, right? But then, you know, maybe it works for half the people and people, you know, sell them like it works for everyone. But really, because people are unique and they are all coming from the, their own set of unique circumstances, it doesn't always work for them. So you really need an individualized approach um, to this kind of work, in my opinion. And I, I find that I love working with clients one-on-one -on -one and trying to help them meet all their health goals. And, and it's not just food. You also need to use, you know, lifestyle modifications yeah. like stress management and sleep and things like that yeah but it's like functional nu functional nutrition is one like arm of, right. of all the ways that you are bringing a functional approach to your own care right right yeah and I mean food is one of the things your body interacts most with with the outside world if you think about it like oh true you yeah know, how often that is how your body interacts the the most with the outside world is is what you eat um you know that old expression of you are what you eat yeah. which <laughs> you know uh, it's almost like you feel how you eat is yep. really what I think yep. um so if you eat like crap you're gonna feel like crap yep. <laughs> and if you feel you know if you eat well you'll you'll really know 
notice a difference. I mean, a lot of my patients kind of come in and they're feeling really crappy and down and, and, and then, you know, we start to make some changes slowly. Um, and, uh, and then they're like, wow, I really feel better. And they, you know, they really recognize how much better they feel just having made a few small changes. I mean, it doesn't have to be massive, massive changes. It can be, um, you know, a lot of small changes over time can make a huge difference. Yeah. Compound effect. Mm Mm-hmm. And also probably more sustainable. Right. Because you won't be overwhelmed at any given time. Right, exactly. Or I mean, you will be, but not as overwhelmed as, as if you were having challenges from everything you were trying to make a change with. Right, exactly. Like if, you, if, I, if, I, if someone came to me and I gave them a list of 30 things that I thought that they should do, they would be so completely overwhelmed. Yeah. They may need to do those 30 things to eventually solve their health issues, and but they can, nobody can take that on yeah. and do that m- amount of change all at once, um, and at least to make it sustainable. Maybe somebody could do it, but it wouldn't be sustainable change. Yeah. So it's about trying to find those measured smaller pieces. And I, I also like to meet my patients where they're at because, you know, if someone's coming to me and they have a really good diet and, you know, they're um, feeling, you know, just they want to tweak a few things, that's a very different conversation than someone who's been eating, you know, burgers and fries two meals a day for the last six months, you know. So you don't want to, like, you know, it would be too much change for the burger and fries person to all of a sudden tell them to eat vegetables at every meal and, you know, eat eight cups of vegetables a day and, you know, things like that. That would be way too much of a of a difficult uh, task for them. So, you know, whereas this other person might already be doing that and just want, you know, some to address some deficiencies that they might have due to genetics or lifestyle or something like that. So I completely understand and was interested hearing about what led to you going on your own functional wellness, but especially nutrition journey, but what led to you doing the training to be able to offer that support to others? Well, I, um, my own experience with um, Dr. Hyman's uh, nutritionist were the, what I was telling you, they gave me 30 things and uh, I couldn't possibly do them all. It was very overwhelming and very stressful. So um, that and with other experiences I had with the nutrition, I was like, there's got to be a better way. And yeah. I've always had a really strong interest in, in nutrition. So I um, found this course and it was very much the, you know, the anatomy and physiology and how it interacts with food and how you can use food as medicine to um, kind of address root causes uh, of certain health issues. It's the chronic disease is an epidemic in our society today. And um, it's just a lot of it has to do with what we're, eat, we're yeah. eating. It's not that it's everything, but a lot of it has to do with what we're eating. Yeah, we can certainly apart. support ourselves better by eating in a, you know, a more sustainable, healthful manner. Yeah. Um, when a person begins their journey with you, what would they expect? Like, can you talk us a little bit through yeah. that process? Yeah, so when someone comes first to me, I um, have them fill out a questionnaire before they come, and then um, we have the first appointment, and that's very much of a conversation of you and me, or whoever the patient is, and me getting to know each other, and see, I kind of get an understanding of how they live their lives, how they approach food. Is that part hard? Uh, do you find that people hold back, or they're afraid of judgment I, that's more on the second appointment where uh, people are like i failed i didn't do it um which is so never you think they report honestly on that first appointment um i hope so because um you know that's the only way i can help them right i think people so most people that come to you are ready 
Yeah, I mean, well, they're they're paying for my help, right? So there's that aspect. I think they've just kind of decided I want help at that stage. At that stage, and I think you know maybe there's the tendency for people to kind of you know say that they are a little bit healthier than they actually are or that the things that they do that are unhealthy happen a little less often but you know that comes out over time I'm not worried about that kind of stuff it's just really the initial appointment is really with me getting to know them and seeing what they're what how I can kind of help them implement change into their lives and what kind of stumbling blocks will we come across in in terms of um, creating that habit change. So that's very much the first conversation. Okay. And, um, you know, they all, people always will go away with, I don't just give you nothing to start with. So, um, you know, you, you get a few, like, things to focus on for those first couple weeks. And then once, you know, you've done that, you come back and we talk about kind of the next stage of trying to do some so change. Is, is it distance between appointments? Like, there's how much yeah, time is it, it's up to people um it could be two or three weeks depends on people's schedules and what they want to do and how you know uh budget wise what makes sense for them um so i try sometimes i'll do once I guess, a I month i guess you want some time for them to work through and try to <laughs> implement the changes right exactly agreed to implement exactly so they need about at least two weeks two weeks would be my minimum of having someone back because it takes a while to like implement those changes yeah. and gives people a while to get used to it and gives them a couple of days to add a few things at a time and so those all those things kind of help uh with the timing and and then it also the the you know the hope would be that someone would come see me for at least a period of about six months because in six months usually studies show that you've had the you know the stressful time at work the vacation the, like, all the all things possible major the sources yeah of major stress have all like had a moment yes in the, year. the stumbling blocks right that you would kind of kind of trip up on your health journey trying that might you know derail you um and you know sometimes those things are bigger and you know people kind of disappear for a while because you know their parent got sick and they're yeah. taking care of them or you know things like that but um for the most part you know i I, uh, I see people pretty regularly, and um, and then we work on, you know, slowly kind of implementing those changes so they stick and talk about if something doesn't work. It's very much a partnership because if something doesn't work, I want them to tell me so I can then figure out a different way. Yeah. I haven't run out of, you know, solutions yet. Yeah. <laughs> I always have a different idea for someone. Yeah. Um, One you know, of my clients referred to that process as co-creation, right? Yes. Like you, can't, you can't really do your work right. without their input exactly <laughs> and then they're supported by your knowledge and expertise in exactly. that yeah. yeah and so that's part of the process too is a big part of my process is to educate people like this is why I'm telling you this this is yeah. why this is important because I think if people understand the why then they're more likely to commit to doing it so in the Bermuda context what lifestyle factors affect affect commitment and um I guess really the food choices. Yeah. <laughs> but commitment um, to what you've agreed, right? Right. Yeah, I would say sometimes people's jobs get in the way. Um, if somebody has a job where they're moving from place to place to place, so they don't always have time to stop and grab oh, a like healthy delivery lunch. Workers and things like that? Yeah, the delivery worker, um, you know, somebody fixing things, going from house to house. Um, you know, those types of people can have struggle to like kind of get a healthy lunch because they're not near, you know, a healthy lunch place. They don't yeah. have, you know, they're not organized to bring their own food. So those are the kind of stumbling blocks um, for sure. I mean, there's also 
the, you know, the holidays and the drinking and, and things that's definitely, you know, not unique to Bermuda yeah. by far, but, um, you know, a lot of my patients struggle with blood sugar or prediabetes. And so drinking, you know, comes into play there. Um, so needing to kind of cut back on that. Um, that's definitely a lifestyle a thing. I mean, everyone's stressed these days. Um, life is stressful, right? Yeah. And I mean, this being such an expensive place, it's even more stressful. I mean, I you have know, known many people here with multiple, multiple jobs and, you know, going here and there and everywhere just to kind of make ends meet. And yeah. that's certainly um, another problem that I think a lot of people face. And, and then just inflation and food prices being crazy. Um, you know, there's lots of challenges out there. It's, it's yeah. not an easy yeah. thing to be healthy. Well, let's give some people hope. Some people are wondering <laughs> what this led to see you. Like, can you share any like, kind of triumph stories? Sure, yeah. Like, the ways that people did like make a commitment to altering their food choices. Yeah, I mean, themselves. that's definitely, uh, that happens every day. I mean, people come to me and they're ready to make some changes and I've had, you know... Um, Is there one like memory or one memorable client story? Um, yeah, I mean, I had one person who came to me with some... Uh, pretty severe blood sugar issues and was overweight and um, just by a few tweaks of adding some more protein to their diet over time kind of figured it out um, where they could add more and 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 still because they were they were um, vegetarian for religious reasons so oh, okay. um, you know they talked to their religious leaders and and were able to say for health reasons I'm you know gonna um, eat a little bit of meat and then but we were able to find a lot of other sources of protein that they could kind of add back into their diet and over that time they lost 30 pounds and their blood sugar resolved itself so they never went into the diabetic range um, there's also people who have come to me with severe asthma that's a big problem in Bermuda um, and you know they feel they, they can't move because they can't breathe and mm. so um, you know uh, they, they've, you know, definitely changed their diet a ton and um, are doing really, really well with that. And if even started moving, even when, you know, if the if their breathing isn't great, they can still do some movement that doesn't involve, you know, heavy aerobic exercise. They're just doing something, even yeah. if it's just like five squats or, you know, five curls or something like that, just to kind of get that muscle building back up to help you burn more calories and feel better and have more energy and all the things. Perfect. Yeah. It's really, I think it's supportive for people to know yeah. what happens. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I think a lot of people are having a lot of success. I mean, and it, it's never too yeah. late. I think sometimes people think, oh, like, oh, it's too late for me. But your health is a journey. It's not something that's static. It's not, an, mm. you're, you're not looking for an arrival point. Like, when I'm skinny, I'll be happy. Or when I, you know, feel like this, I can actually do this. It, yeah. It's not, a, it, it's never going to be a static thing. It's a, it's a whole journey throughout your whole life. And things will change and you'll get things things thrown at you yeah. you know you think you got it all dialed in and then something changes and you have to like you know re uh rethink what you're doing or change or tweak something so it's it's not um it's definitely not hopeless at all um yeah. I think there's a lot of hope out there that you know you can uh change things and feel better and um yeah what other choices do you find your clients turning to time and again to complement the work that you do with them like, are there any other modalities or types of professionals that you find coming up again and again that your clients are using to support? 
Um, all of their good functional mostly exercise professionals I would say right. um, yeah like, I mean exercise is such a, a companion to uh, good nutrition yeah. getting your body moving is, is so helpful for blood sugar reasons for um, just overall health for weight loss all the things and so I think I would say the answer to that would probably most often you see people working with exercise professionals like yourself <laughs> so would an should, I should say, an inactive person be afraid to see you? Not at all. I'm the least scary, least judgmental <laughs> person. I promise. I will not judge you. I, even so if what, you, what role does that play in your advice? Like, Do you kind of indicate what movement would be good for them? Or I give them do you just su- mention about it generally? I give them suggestions, certainly. I, um, you know, I often actually suggest Pilates, um, especially to women um, in their 40s and 50s. Um, it's low impact. Yes, it's so low impact and core exercises. It's when a lot of people start getting back back aches and things like that. So um, I've recommended Pilates quite a bit. Um, depending on their level of ability for movement, sometimes water aerobics is more appropriate. Um, so that's another because one that I've recommended. Can, so, so you're not, yeah. again, it's less impact on your joints, right? right? less impact on your joints and um, just more. You can tell, too, personality-wise what people what, like. Yeah, the type right? of vibe. Yeah, yeah, the type of vibe that they give off. It's kind of like, okay, well, you know, this might be work for you or this might work for you yeah. and um I just that's what I mean it's such an individualized process and such a conversation like I feel like I try to really hard to get to know people so then I can really help them figure things out in their life and like I said it's a conversation so it's like you said co-creating yeah um trying to co-create their their healthier life yeah that's beautiful <laughs> so in my world um I feel like a common complaint that people have or something they notice if they really pay attention to themselves is that they have brain fog and fatigue. In your experience, is there anything that impacts that and is there anything nutritionally you do to approach that as a problem? Right. Um, well, those two things can be caused by a lot of different things. But so what I would do with a patient is to start by investigating, you know, what it could be from. Um, it could be from stress. Um, a lot of people suffer from um, cortisol dysregulation. So cortisol is your main stress hormone. And um, it has a lot of impact on your sleep and your brain function. Yeah. And so all of those things um, together, you know, if you and it, if your cortisol is dysregulated, you won't feel like well. You won't feel yourself. You'll feel tired. You'll feel have brain fog. You'll feel, um, you know, you could feel really run down. You can feel tired but wired, depending on yeah. where your curve is. So, um, you know, all those things are, uh, you know, important to look at. And you can definitely do some things nutritionally. The first thing, actually, that I would do for nutritionally to, to balance cortisol is to balance blood sugar. So um, blood sugar is a key component uh, to keeping your body at an even keel. So keeping your blood sugar even helps keep your cortisol even. And then, of course, there's addressing stress management, right? So meditation, exercise, you know, all the the stress management tools that we have um, to address uh, address stress and try to get some people's bodies to kind of rest into the uh, parasympathetic state rather than the sympathetic state. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's really um, fascinating. Like you, you hear a word thrown around, mm. and no, or I personally had no idea of the breadth of issues that it causes. Yes, for sure. But also, like how relatively easy it is to have an impact on it by addressing blood sugar, like right. the, or that there is 
Uh, yeah. Always have an impact on it. I will not say that balancing yeah. blood sugar is an easy thing. <laughs> no, it's not necessarily easy, but yeah. it certainly but is something that yeah, and you can you can look into it. You can you can you can look into you know the blood sugar thing is kind of like the. Uh, kind of the terrain, I would say. You look at it like a terrain as, you know, the basis where you start, where your roots are, where your body is kind yeah. of, you know, planted. That's and that's what seeing. it will do with whatever you eat anyway, right? Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's kind of a functional approach is to think of the terrain. Okay, let's, like, say, clear the muddy waters where, like, let's get blood sugar balanced, let's get your stress under control, yeah. and then we'll see what's still there. Right. Look. Okay. So we clear those muddy waters and see see what symptoms you're still having. To so and then we can address deficiencies um, in nutrients or you know do specific protocols um, for whatever you know gut health or um, blood sugar or cortisol or all of those things. All the things. Yeah. We covered so much today, and I think you've given quite a lot of information that people can consider as far as how it might help their lives, how it may help others' lives. Is there anything we haven't covered that you feel like the public really should know? Um, I was just would say that the public in general, the best one of the best things you can do for your health is to eat more vegetables. There's not, you can't, you can't really eat too many vegetables. Yeah. So I know they're expensive, but find a way to add vegetables. If you, you know, normally just eat a small amount at dinner yeah. or none at all, add some, you know, a little bit every day, every week and, and try to get as many nutrients as you can in your body. Thank you. I think that's a great way to end. Oh, right. In a real way. <laughs> I will have all of the details for how to get in contact with you, how to book an appointment in the show notes. Great. And I'll uh, and I'll invite listeners to direct themselves there so that they can book in with you. Awesome. I would Thanks love so that. Thanks so much, Christine. Thank you so much. We've reached the end of an extremely informative episode of Best Health, this one on functional nutrition and functional nutritional counseling. I enjoyed hearing from Christine Foster about how her work optimizes clients' lives. Check out Christine at Holistic Wellness if you have questions around how your nutrition can support you, you living your best life. Thanks once again to our valued sponsor, Lindos. Why go anyplace else?